everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Jambase podcast. I'm Andy Kahn, and Jambase is a partner of Osiris Media, the podcast network for music. This episode features my interview with singer-songwriter Sun Little, who I spoke to earlier this week. The excellent new Sun Little album, Like Neptune, is out now on Anti Records. That interview is coming up right after we hear a bit about the sponsor of this episode. This episode is sponsored by Soundscape VR. Groundbreaking virtual reality platform Soundscape VR is enabling a new generation of live concerts, music experiences, and sound visualization. Proving that Soundscape VR is the most immersive, innovative, and creative music metaverse, VR concert performances are now available from jam scene favorites Goose and Pigeons playing ping pong. They join Soundscape VR artists, including improv rockers Umphreys McGee and Dopapod, Guns N' Roses guitarist Slash, EDM favorite Grizz, multi-platinum selling rock band Evanescence, and others. Visit soundscapeuniverse.com to learn more. All right, a quick reminder if you haven't yet to check out the Jambase Holiday Gift Guide. Just search Jambase Holiday Gift Guide and you'll find the perfect gift for the music lover in your life. There are a lot of great gift ideas to choose from, so be sure to get your orders in now so they arrive in time for the holidays. Give the gift of the Jambase podcast by telling your friends and family about the interviews we publish on here. We'd love for you to help spread the word about the Jambase podcast this holiday season. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a top rating on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Tell others to subscribe, and don't forget to leave us a review. Let us know in the comments who you'd like to hear us interview next. Okay, now to my interview with Sun Little, which is the moniker of singer-songwriter Aaron Livingston. Like Neptune is one of my favorite albums to come out so far this year, and there's not much of the year left. The album came out in September, and it's been in regular rotation ever since. It's got that character I've said before that I love, of feeling instantly familiar, but without being retro or stale. So now let's hear my interview with Sun Little, which will lead into with part of one of my favorite songs on Like Neptune, the totally relatable for this insomniac, 6 a.m. Six in the morning, when I'm sitting here worrying about you, I know seven in the morning feels like kind of blue. Sun Little, uh, who is currently on tour in support of his excellent new album, Like Neptune. Um, thanks for joining me. Uh, where am I talking to you from? I'm in uh, just outside Dallas. And you, you're playing Dallas tonight, right? Yeah, the Kessler Theater tonight. Excellent. So you've been on the road a lot so far this year, especially since the album came out. How I know, you know, I've heard a lot from musicians about sort of the difficulties um, it, and, and challenges with touring these days. Um, how, how has it been for you? Um, you know, it's been a little surreal going back to it after many months of not, and uh, things being rescheduled and canceled. Um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a challenge. Um, things are more expensive, but you know, uh, 
for the most part, people aren't being paid more. So <laughs> presents right. a little bit of a uh, dilemma. Um, but for right now, you know, just uh, you try to address those things as uh, efficiently as you can and just keep it moving. You were saying a minute ago before we started, you're, you're kind of doing a lot of different things. Does that mean you're kind of taking on some extra roles as a, a, a while you're on tour? Yeah. You know, I think, you know, we talk a lot of even in music production about, you know, what um, the value, you know, that an obstacle can present to you, how mm -hmm. limitations can actually be the catalyst to great advancements in your creativity. And I think this is, this is no different, you know, that, that, um, you know, getting creative with it might be having, you know, someone who, you know, I, I might be the, the, the writer of music and the singer of the man, but sometimes I might have to drive the truck, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, and I don't know, I think if you, if, if we're looking at it and trying to be as flexible as possible, um, I think some interesting things can happen. It's part of the hustle. Yeah. You know, yeah. You all, you, you were in Europe recently. How was that? Is that quite a bit different these days? Um, it was, it was wonderful. You know, I think though that, um, in a way I feel like Europe was, they sort of stayed out of the mix for so long. You know, these dates were moved three and four times, uh, you know, they, they really waited until they were, I think 100% sure. Mm -hmm. you know, that people were going to want to come out. Um, and I think that that had some real positive results because, um, you know, you had a lot of people who had a lot of anticipation. They spent a lot of months at home listening to all this music and um, they were super excited. So the rooms were really full and it was just a great, great energy. So, um, yeah, I had, I had a blast. I can't wait to go back here. And what's your band configuration right now with you on tour? Um, right now, what it's been the past uh, year or so, it has been a, like a trio with, a, you know, I guess it's like a, it's a new take on, on like an organ trio where okay. uh, it's myself on guitar and then uh, drums and a keyboard player who's also playing bass with the left hand. Sure. So, you know, lean and mean, like I said, I mean, adaptability, I think, you know, as much as I'd love to go out with a huge group, you know, that could play each and every, you know, stray guitar part that I, that I played on the record. Um, you know, you, you got to face reality <laughs> mm -hmm. and afford mm -hmm. to do that. So we're going to have to be creative with what we do have. And, and, you know, we're having a great time doing it. And how are the new songs being received? It's, you know, you said the audiences are waiting for them. Are you finding that they're fun to play? Yeah. Um, my, my test is always to just see, um, how quickly yeah, people react. I can sense familiarity. And with these, these, um, a lot of these songs, there's, there's like an instant familiarity where I'm not even, I'm not sure if they've heard it or not, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, but, but there's a, there's a, there's a very immediate, um, attachment to it. So I, uh, yeah, it's been going great and they, they're, they're fitting right in. 
Although these, you... some of these sets are getting really long, I have to say. Oh yeah. Is that because <laughs> you're? Is that because you're jamming out, or 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 just playing lots of songs? It's both, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and when it's both, that's when it gets that's when it gets really long. Long you had a pack a pack a lunch. <laughs> we like that, man. We like the jam. Take a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you do you do are you does the set list change quite a bit from show to show? Uh, I kind of like tinker with it, and I'll get to a place where I one where I I like the flow, and uh-huh. and then we'll kind of stick with that for a while, and then I get bored. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, and then scramble it. Do you do when you when you say you get bored? Do you then uh, is it like minor tweaks or are you kind of starting from scratch? Then I think once I get to the point where I feel like legitimately bored, I want to just completely turn the whole thing on its head and like shuffle the deck completely. You know, so mm-hmm. I mean, there's some things I think that y- you know they work a certain way, or mm-hmm. certain things are. You know, I know I'm going to play fill in the blank, you know, but yeah, where exactly is it going to be? What, is, what role does it have? And is that I don't know, might change, you know? Sure. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of your songs deal with emotions or, or, or tap into kind of, um, kind of heavy emotions or, or, or difficult emotions. And I'm curious if that becomes challenging to, get yourself into the mindset of some of those songs from a night to night basis when you're playing them live. Um, you know, it doesn't for me that much. I think, I think, you know, when it comes to these live versions, you know, you're dealing with something that is at this point, it's no longer about me you know, mm-hmm. and how I feel or what I was going through, you know, like this point, this is, it's like a completely different, I think, experience where, you know, this, this has kind of been given to all these people who then reacted and now here they are like wanting to see that expressed. And I'm just here to, <laughs> it's like, I'm just here to make sure that that happens, you know, like uh-huh. I, it's not really, my part of it um, emotionally, I think, is is kind of spent. And it's more about like, well, let's enjoy this thing together. Yeah, I made I made it, but it belongs to you now. You know? So so you see it as like facilitating the experience for everybody. Yeah, essentially. That's that's uh that's powerful, I'm sure, to experience in the moment. Yeah, because I feel, you know, both um, in some ways like a witness, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which which at certain points, you know, I, I am kind of passive. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. well, so that's what this feels like, you know, like, uh-huh. oh, I'm mad about you, huh? You guys like that? Cool. Me sure. too. you know um so the songs on 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 like neptune uh in in the press materials it says it it was conceived in a cabin overlooking the delaware river and upstate new york that Mm -hmm. sounds idyllic um uh, what was that experience like for you um 
you know, I, I, I've I've really grown to enjoy these moments of and periods of extreme isolation. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think, you know, I took it was like a lot of people, you know, the, the shutdown. It's like I took it like a, I kind of took that ball and ran with it a little bit, you know, like yeah. realizing suddenly, oh, man, this is like perfect for me. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it's great. This is exactly what I want to do anyway. Um, so, uh, in that sense, it, it, it's kind of a it's kind of a happy it's a it's always a happy place for me. Um, um, where and and a place where it's quiet. Second mm-hmm. is is great for me. So, yeah, idyllic is a, is a good word in in a bunch of different ways. I mean, I I could see or someone might look at it as a communion with nature, whereas I was just kind of, it's just, it's just the quiet, almost more than anything else. The isolation. Yeah. Had you been there before to this cabin? Is it, were you familiar with that area? Um, not quite. I mean, I've been, I've been in the Catskills a lot, which is still, you know, that's only, it's maybe 90 minutes from where I was at, but uh-huh. um, I don't know. I think I, I felt drawn towards the river and I've always been intrigued by um you know I've been through that area a little bit it's it's sort of the area where New York Pennsylvania and New Jersey meet mm-hmm. like you could be in New York in 10 minutes you're in New Jersey and then another 10 minutes you're in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. um and that that whole the idea of that area has always kind of intrigued me a little bit that that feeling of being like and there are a lot of places like this in our country and in the world where, you, where you're at this like access point for a lot of different, um, you know, for various cultures all at once. Mm-hmm. And it's um, something about that I think was was calling me for some reason. And it was interesting to sit sit right there on the bank of a, you know, of a of a river. Yeah. It ain't the Mississippi, but it, you know, it's like. <laughs> this yeah. is a, it has power, you know. Yeah, and history for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, how long were you there? Well, I, you know, interestingly enough, I went there, I think, three times. I would oh, okay. sort of go and, and then leave and come back. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, the first time I think was that was April, April 2021. And then I went again. Um, I guess October of the same year. And then one time at the top of 2022. And um, did you get into routines while you were there? Well, you know what? I, I'm kind of a, I'm a really, I'm a really repetitive person in that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, especially in the AM, I'm, I'm really, I get up, early you know sometimes it's dark usually it's dark still um you know i have my coffee or my tea or whatever and i you know i sort of get into things pretty quickly um yeah so i i I normally do that but yeah when i'm when i'm really isolated in that way it's it's even more sort of cut and dry like that's that's what i'm doing so um 
Yeah, it's just, I mean, maybe it's cliche, but yeah, you remove a distraction or two. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, things really tend to come together very quickly. Um, because I'm obsessive about, about my ideas, you know? Uh-huh. Do, do you have a, like a, a consistent process? For, for like, and let me ask you this first: when you when you go to the cabin, are you going there? Like, are, are they songwriting retreats, so to speak? Like, are you? Is it with the intention of, of working on your music, of of creating more songs? Um, the first, my first, the first of these trips was not so much that it was more. Um, that I was trying to honestly learn um you know i've been using ableton for some time ableton live mm-hmm. i've been i've been using it in this half-assed way you know uh-huh. I, I never really learned how to use it like i just kind of i learned just enough to use it like the same way you use like pro tools or, or logic in this linear way mm-hmm. and I kept saying, oh, I should really, you know, learn how to use it, these loops, you know, and yeah. and actually learn, what, you know, why they designed it this way. And and it, and I over, I probably was saying this to myself like over five, six years. Mm-hmm. Every time I would get some time off, like, oh, I should learn that. I wouldn't do it, and finally, I just said, you know what. <laughs> No, I'm doing it this time. And so the beginning of that trip was really just about that. And um, and then I in, inadvertently, I mean, looking back on it, you know, it's like half the record from that trip. But but I wasn't oh, wow. trying to do that. I was just I was just playing around. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, can you explain to me as a lay person what Ableton is you're not the first musician oh, yeah. I've talked to who 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 spent time over the pandemic, used the downtime to learn it, <laughs> yeah. and I I I have some knowledge of it, but like, what would you say it, it does for you? Um. Okay, so I th- I I mean it's it's kind of and I could be corrected here. I'm sure somebody knows more <laughs> about this than than I do, but the the. You know, Ableton came into a, it's like a space where, you know, we're all recording on our computer now, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. up to this point, all the programs that you used, or the major ones anyway, the industry standard, they all work in the same way. They're all simulation of recording the old fashioned way through a mixer onto a tape. And it's a linear process. You go from the start to the end, and then you stop, and then you rewind the tape to go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. What Ableton is doing is not completely removing that idea, but adding to it. No, here's a here's a space that has only looping pieces of sound, and you can put them and arrange them any way you want, and can play any combination of these clips together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so 
it just frees you of this linear. You don't have to the start and the end are no longer really relevant. Like, so you can take, uh, you know, you can play the drums of the chorus part along with the intro of the guitar part. You can play the outro guitar part with the intro horns, like you, at any moment, if you want. So it's gotcha. almost approaching it more like, you know, some, some DJs might do it, but, but all your pieces can be whatever you want. So it's really, it was kind of revolutionary in a way um, for that reason, but yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, opened up a lot of creative avenues, I think for a lot of people, myself included. Do you think then it had a pretty important and significant impact on the sound of like Neptune? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of these songs were, I think as a result of that, of this feature, you're more prone to let your sounds repeat. And so a lot of these songs, I had, what's good. I had to edit it down because, because that, because it was like 30 minutes long. <laughs> because I'm just oh, yeah, grooving yeah. to the song, you know. Uh -huh. I don't feel like stopping. I'm still working on it as it plays, so it was very easy to just let the groove go and make changes as you go. And it was it's very interesting to hear that. I mean, of course, 32 minutes—that's like damn near the whole record. So <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. can't do that. Yeah. So eventually, I edited those things down. But a, a lot of the songs were like that, almost like in the old days, like when you used to buy a, a single, you could get like the extended like disc, yeah, disco the DJ mix. mix. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah kinda, totally. It, that's a lot of the songs kind of had that, that feeling. I'd like them. to hear those, man. That sounds like yeah. they'd be cool. <laughs> man, uh, that so, may be something <laughs> we need to get into. There you go, man. So when you were uh, in the cabin, were you listening to music or were you trying to shut down the noise? Um, I had brought a, um, a few records with me just on a little portable record player. Um, so I allowed myself a couple of things, but, but yeah, usually when I'm, when I'm like making directly making stuff, I don't listen to much, you know, um, mm -hmm. I was, I had been doing this David Bowie Ziggy Stardust thing for a yeah. while. So I listened to that a few times. I think I gave that a, a day. Okay. Um, and that just always makes me want to listen to Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix. So I listened to um, Electric Ladyland, like, I think twice. And that was it. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it's just your loops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just one drum loop for 20 hours straight. Well, it's been a lot.
so what was your what was your process for writing the lyrics to these songs were you were you coming up with these loops and and and, and then kind of uh making it, forming them into songs and adding that's lyrics then? The, that's part of the beauty of this method is that, you know, any and every thought can sort of get raveled up and raveled in this whole process. So, you know, um, it sort of frees you to, I would drop in, you know, a few bars of a, mel- a melodic idea and maybe had a couple of words and it just, it just lives there. And I think that's, you know, I think similar to the, the musically, a lot of these songs, you know, I was more prone to write really freely, like a lot of understanding that, okay, not all this can be, not all of this can go on this song, but there's no reason mm-hmm. not to, you know, express as much as you can come up with, um, you know, to say as much as this feeling evokes. And if I only use 6% of that, well, so be it, you know. Does that so come naturally of, for you to be able to edit yourself like that? Um. <laughs> It, it it didn't start off that way. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put it that way. Um, yeah. It feels natural enough now. I think I've practiced it enough that it feels pretty natural now. But but yeah, it didn't it didn't used to be. And you played most of the you made most of the sounds on the album. That's fair, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yeah. Do so you think that handling it that way that that being the primary person behind the instrumentation helps you develop like a cohesive sound um i mean it's hard not to if if i'm if i'm the whole band then clearly this band is very in tune with each other's Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. feelings and and approach. So um, I think, I think it allows me to, I mean, there's certainly, there's a shorthand that you develop with yourself where you know what's coming um, Mm -hmm. intuitively that you really, it's hard to approximate with, with other musicians. Um, But obviously it also, it means that, you know, you're, you're, your weaknesses are apparent as well. And you have to find ways again, where, you know, and where obstacles can be lead to creativity. But if you have, you know, blind spots or weak spots in what you can do, then you've got to figure out how to overcome those in every area, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. or you just call your friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. At, at the you, end. Hey, and you did please. call a few friends, right? I did. I did. Uh, um, yeah. So I, uh, I called a couple great, great keyboard players, and and uh, I got I got a master percussionist in there as well to, uh, you know, cover up some of my shortcomings. <laughs> that uh, that percussionist is Aaron Draper, and he. Uh, did I say his right last name right? Draper. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's 
really cool on it, man. Especially yeah, on like yeah. Neptune. I think that sound like the the rhythm track that he puts down on the back is so cool. Yeah, it's that. amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's great. He's, when did you write the the title track? Like, um, at what point in the process? Um, that one. It's funny that one. That one came together pretty early. Um, that's probably maybe the third or fourth song that I was working on, and it sat very much intact until, um, you know, I put, we put those sort of finishing touches on there with with Aaron and and um, the the lead guitarist that I put on in New York um, at Bunker Studios. Um, but yeah, that one came early in the process and lyrically just kind of came together you know all together with the music i mean it's nice i don't mind anymore when that doesn't happen but this is one where that that did happen that it just it just kind of fit together who who is neptune <laughs> um <laughs> the king the king of the sea yeah right <laughs> It, yeah. Is there a, is there another interpretation for that for you? <laughs> um, sometimes. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> really don't want me to go, but you won't let me live if I stay. We never live. How quickly you forget. Some of the other aspects of this album come from uh, notebooks that you discovered at the beginning of the pandemic that you had kept as a kid. Um, I think there were some 72 of them. Were, were those um, like journals or did they have songs in them? Were there, were, were there other types of writings? What was, what were you keeping them for? Yeah, they're really, they're really mixed actually. Um, it's funny. It seemed very normal to me at the time and, and looking at them was odd. There's some points where they're, they're certainly not strictly journal. Um, there's a lot of lyrics to some very mediocre songs in there <laughs> and also some pretty terrible sketching as well. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's interesting. But the, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting sort of chronicle for me yeah it goes back very far you know what was your first thought when you rediscovered them had you did you remember that they you had them oh i knew i certainly knew they existed i i guess i hadn't thought for some time it never occurred to me what they might look like all together you know mm -hmm. i think mostly um as it sometimes is with music as well. Like once I've, it's like once I fill the pages of this book, 
and I don't need anything in it. I mean, I don't feel like I don't, I do not need this book anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it just goes in the box and I put the box under this thing and then this other thing went on that top of that and, you know, just wasn't thinking about it. Um, yeah, it was mind boggling really because it's a lot of time passing in so many things that have that have occurred. Um, it really was kind of mind boggling to to even to consider that I've been, you know, documenting my own experience in this way for this long, mm -hmm. you know. You're you're um, lucky, I think, to have them. I had I had some books like that, some notebooks, and uh, they got they got lost in a in when my parents moved out of one of their houses. So, I I I, I wish I had my my old writings yeah. and stuff so I could see how terrible some of them were. I'm right, sure. Right. Um, well, also you, you find you know sometimes the things that you you thought you would cringe at, you know are really mm -hmm. kind of like, wow, endearing, you know? Sure. Like, sure. wow, I was, you know, you know, like, man, yeah. I was really, I was really trying, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really going <laughs> through it at the time too. Yeah, you right. know, you can, and, and you can feel the truth a lot of times with that stuff. And it's a little bit of, um, you know, here's an opportunity to let yourself off the hook, let your old self off the hook. Right. You know, yeah. they had yeah. all these like anxieties and worried about this and worried about that, you know, mm -hmm. to just say like, hey, bud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all good, man. You're OK. <laughs> you know, let it, I, I release you from whatever it was, you know, that was was blocking you. you know? Do you think that sort of thought informed the songwriting on Like Neptune? The, the, not just the song, but the whole album? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff and I, I've said this before, but I think now this is this is more relevant to me than it ever was, is that. There are times um, with writing where you. It's like where you when you're second guessing what you've said, what, no matter what, if you're writing songs or if it's a journal or whatever, you, you've got like a, a voice that that has just thoughts, wants to say, well, just blurts out at anything. And then, you, you know, you, you're going to have another second voice that, that's, that says, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Is this really, do you really want people to know this? And, and there's a constant sort of battle between these things. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think, you know, you certainly can play it safe and always listen to, that secondary voice that warns you against being uh, vulnerable. Um, or you can kind of just let it go. Um, and I think there's a lot of moments here as I've had before, but I think with this, with like Neptune, I think it's especially true that I listen to things that might have made me up. Oh, cringe or just worry i just i just don't care <laughs> I just sure. don't care i'm saying it anyway <laughs> you know that that's a confidence that is necessary 
to be vulnerable in the way that you're talking about, right? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Do you find songwriting itself to be therapeutic for you? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think for me to a some degree, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a needs thing. It's like any activity where I can sort of quietly, um, assemble and disassemble some intricate <laughs> pattern of et cetera. Any, I mean, any activity like that mm -hmm. is feels good for me. And if it's so, it's like writing a song, I have a jigsaw puzzle of words to do. I have this jigsaw puzzle of sound to make. Mm -hmm. Like it's all this intricate stuff for me to get lost in. And that's like, yeah, it, it does a magic trick if, for me, like mentally and, and emotionally, I think, physically, even in a way. Um, so it could be anything, but a lot of time it, it's music. But I, but I think probably the secondary part of that is, again, like giving these things away and then, you know, being able to absorb and witness okay what is this what does this become for these people you know mm -hmm. and and that has a a power also and a benefit for, for me definitely well thank you for sharing your time with me today and for sharing your music with the world um, so like Neptune is a fantastic album, man. I really, really enjoy it. The The sound is familiar, but fresh. And um, I, I, I've been listening to it on repeat since it's come out, man. It's a, it, it's a, it's a really terrific album. Thank you so much. Um, stay safe out there on tour. Um, I think you're, I'm in Minneapolis, that. so I think you're coming to, uh, St. Paul here in yeah. beginning of December. So December, hope, yeah, absolutely. I'll come say hi, man. Please do. All right. Safe journeys right. out there. Thanks again. Thanks. Take care. Thanks, brother. See you, man. this episode of the Jam Bass Podcast. Thanks to all of you out there for listening. Remember, help spread the word about the Jam Bass Podcast this holiday season. Thanks also to Sun Little for the fun interview. Get the new Sun Little album, Like Neptune, wherever you find good music. Thanks to our sponsors, Soundscape VR. Jake Alexander helped produce the episode. Thanks, Jake. We'll be back with another insightful interview next week. In the meantime, stay safe out there and go see live music.